The Edible Valley Podcast, episode 198, Panic Shopping. On this episode, what to have in your pantry in an emergency, the difference between hoarding and panicking, uh, storing food, and caring about other people. Do you ever wonder where your food comes from? That's what got us started on this adventure. In each episode, we ask experts to weigh in on the food topics that matter to you, from growers producers to chefs and i challenge john darren and you to learn more about your food and the stories behind it from our hub on vancouver island in the beautiful comox valley join us as we explore our edible valley and good day to you welcome to the edible valley podcast this is Get this, episode 198. We're so close. <laughs> it's the end of November and we are we are ready to go here. We've got great subjects today. But before I do anything, I want to wish someone here a very happy birthday. Oh. Three, two, one. Happy birthday. No, no, no. We're not, we're not <laughs> happy birthday, Darren. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. So How on you this feel? episode, you're the birthday boy. Yeah. <laughs> Birthday boy. We're going to talk about cake. We should we should do one on cake. Actually. We yeah, should. That's should a really good idea. I know a couple of people we should bring in to talk about cake. So yeah. I think that would be a great episode. That's it. Write it down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so firstly, there has been some movement this week on our social. I mean, uh, shall I introduce everyone, actually? Yeah, actually, let's, let's just. Yeah, yeah. Then we're not going to cut. We have. This is <laughs> us. We are imperfect <laughs> human beings. That's what we do. My name is William. I am the producer. And as always, I'm Chef Jonathan Fraser. And uh, I'm Darren Howlett, the birthday boy, apparently. Yay, that was <laughs> an easy shoe in for yeah. this one. Uh, so we've had some movement on our social media this week. Darren, yeah, talk to me actually, about it. We have. Um, we've been putting up uh, some sort of, I don't know, uh, we've had a bit of a newer approach to our Instagram. And uh, it's, we're seeing lots of results. Lots of people are checking out Instagram right now. Uh, you can just look it up at Edible Valley. Uh, and we're pretty proud of it i mean we've yeah. got a bit of body there yeah but uh yeah people are really interested right now so yeah quite we, nice you can dm us um and just we love we love engagement so mm -hmm. thank you so much it really does even if you just smash like on one of the photos mm. we all get a notification <laughs> and then at that exact point we're all going oh <laughs> so you're just Aww. spreading something good and so <laughs> thank you we are really really grateful we, sh we should that. see how many happy birthdays we can no. get for darren yeah <laughs> and uh, yeah and facebook you just the no. name it just uh, just yeah <laughs> dm dm darren because he's not He's not a happy camper about the birthday. It's fair yeah, to say that. I'm isn't a it? bit no. of a gr grump about birthdays. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. So, uh, yeah. So, this week we are talking about uh, panic buying. Now, this is yeah. a really, really interesting thing that's happened here in British Columbia the last couple of weeks. We have had uh, record breaking flooding. It's washed away infrastructure and not going into the meat of that news issue too much. It has brought up the issue of panic buying. And hoarding. Um, now, uh, I would say that it definitely from up here in, in uh, the North Island hasn't been as bad uh, as it has in the lower mainland, the Vancouver area, southern uh, Vancouver Island, Victoria area has been much more affected by it. But we thought we would do a really interesting podcast on hoarding and panic buying. But we said to each other when we first started 
we did a little bit of research and we realized that actually hoarding and panic buying are two very, very different things. Right. And we've decided we're going to talk about panic buying because hoarding itself is actually a condition. It's based on anxiety and it, and the anxiety that it causes, um, according to the Anxiety and Depression Association of America, affects one in 50 people. So one in 50 people have a hoarding anxiety. Right. I hope you're not eating for this because hoarding at its very worst can mean someone can't even dispose of their own feces. Mm -hmm. They need to keep everything. There's a, there's a need to prevent loss. So that's hoarding, but that's not what we're talking about today. We're talking about panic buying. Now, panic buying itself is totally different. And the key difference is panic buyers have a temporary urge to acquire things but that goes away when the panic's over. They don't always have the desire to keep that. So that is the difference. And this show is going to be focused on panic buying. When you just get that urge that we all get, oh my gosh, we need, we need to get stuff in because the supply chain's stopped. When you're that guy who's at the su <laughs> supermarket and you're piling every chicken you can find in your cart <laughs> or you know, every last piece of bread or whatever. Yeah. That's the part that you have to start thinking about, do I really need all this? Yeah. And it's interesting to think about like what are the reasons? Why do we why do we panic? Yeah. Why do we wanna hoard all this food and keep it? And I was I've been doing my research and just like most there's like four good reasons. One is the uh, individual perception of a threat. So you're worried about like mm. what am I gonna do? Yeah. How am I gonna make it through the next little while? Uh, there's also the fear of the unknown, right? Mm -hmm. That's another one. Like, what's going to happen? Like, especially being in D.C. here, we're looking at the, you know, Abbotsford area being wiped out, and it's like, yeah. and this is interesting for me being a chef, and now my supply chain is right. has tightened up, and it's like, are you going to be able to get chicken? Are you going to be able to get eggs, you know, milk, like mm -hmm. pork? All these things of all of a sudden that there was a chain that was supplying it have kind of like these animals are gone now, so... That's a little bit of a scary yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, a, a lot of panic buying is a coping behavior. It's yeah, to deal right. with your anxiety, right? Like you're like, oh my God, this is, everything's, the roads are washing away, you know, like there's no fuel, there's no this, and you just want to get more and more just to make sure that you're yeah. your thing. And then there is the good old media. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe we're helping to this because I'm getting anxiety right now thinking, <laughs> oh, man, I should have bought more chicken. Um, we're, yeah. part of, we're part of that. We're part of that. <laughs> but that is it. It's, the, it's that social media aspect of it that you're like, you start listening on the news and all of a sudden you're like, oh. And, you know, like even for me, I'm like, I've got lots of stuff mm -hmm. in the restaurant. I've got lots of food available. But I'm looking at it going like, and I start talking to my reps and they start going, well, this highway just got knocked out and that's our supply of beef comes from there. Mm. So I don't know where you're going to get beef from. And I'm like, <gasps> I'm like, I better buy all the beef I can get, you know? And right. I'm like, wait, 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 right. I don't need that. So that's, that's a bit of a, a bit of a lead to it. So right. it, it's interesting, right? Yeah. How would you say if you, would you say that it's worth uh, in good times, maybe storing things away? <sighs> You know what? I say you should always have a backup supply of food and water in your right. house. Even a little bit of, as British say, petrol. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I agree. You know, I, I mean, when all this was happening, the kids and I were talking about it, and I said, well, I'm not too concerned because we usually have about 45 days' worth of food in the house. And I know I'm an anomaly. Yeah. But I don't hoard, but I like to maintain a level of security. And that's, right. that's sort of 
So I wasn't, I didn't go out and do any extra shopping in all of this because I knew that that was exactly what I prepared for. Mm. But, so I think that's something we'll talk in a bit about, but like definitely, sure, absolutely. Like what are those things you need to have in your, your yeah. thing? But like right now it's, it's the panic of the supply chain. And the fact is, is I, you brought up an interesting fact about Britain when they had a, a, a panic. I think it was you who was talking oh, about yeah. the it was petrol. Petrol, yes. Yeah. Well, the petrol thing was interesting. And this, I don't want to date this podcast. I mean, this <laughs> sure. this, there's always panic buying for something somewhere Absolutely. in the world. And yeah, I think yeah. John in the second is going to talk about briefly what are some of the reasons for panic buying because mm. most people listening to this it's not going to be 2021 and it's not going to they're not going to be in british columbia right. potentially so let's make this as relevant as possible because a lot of people suffer from this in britain uh there was a shortage of people to deliver uh petrol mm. i'm going to get into slight area of controversy here so i'm going to sure. try to skirt over <laughs> most of that but um and the media was uh focusing on them being having to um, slow down the production because they were low on, I think BP said they had to slash the amount of deliveries to petrol stations because of a shortage of truck drivers. And then that then went on to the media. The media said, or some parts of the media said, right, there's going to be a shortage of petrol. And then boom, the rest is history. Everyone started filling up their tanks. The government at the time was saying, Folks, there's not a shortage of petrol. Yeah. There's not a shortage. But, of course, that didn't do anything. Now, my opinion is here that they just need to instantly say that there's a limit. You yeah. put the limit in and and it, it makes it a lot more difficult to do that. But what actually happened is they said, there's not a shortage. So everyone is going to get petrol in the next... And so there's a shortage of petrol because everyone's filling up their tanks. But no, people aren't going on 10 thousand mile drives right. we're not yeah. using more petrol here <laughs> yeah so everyone in the country basically has a full tank of petrol right in a few weeks it's gonna start to slide the other way and of course it does slide the other way suddenly yeah. everyone goes oh there's there's petrol there there's petrol there there's petrol there and very very quickly it de-escalates right uh but of course it, it is the same idea with food but there are lots of reasons for panic buying i've just said one yeah well and that was uh, the whole toilet paper thing yeah like we can all remember the beginning of the pandemic and it's like, uh oh, yeah, no toilet paper. <laughs> when they actually said there was tons of toilet paper, it's just the supply chain right. was all confused, right? Because yeah. what it was is people were using going to restaurants and using facilities yeah. outside of their own home. And now that they're locked in their own home, they're only using the toilet paper from right. grocery stores. So, so restaurants and all these other places and not just restaurants but all these other places were still ordering as per normal but the home demand had gone up a bit had gone up double so if you were in the the industrial side of getting toilet paper which yeah. is big cases right blah 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 no problem but if you were a home buyer there was there was none so it's right. quite funny and it's it's hard for those lines to switch sometimes. i know i remember i went i remember uh getting glared at for going and buying my usual amount of toilet paper that our family requires every month. And it was one pack. <laughs> and I remember getting <laughs> glared at as I bought it. And that was the only thing I went in. And I just thought, you know, like, there's hoarding. <laughs> and there's just general use, you know, like, this is not me coming in for extra. This is just it happened when we needed to be and what have you. I, I, yeah. But yeah, that's where this I think that that's where all of this started for me as far as the concept 
that this would be a great future episode. Well, you know what me and Eva did, mm. right? When, when this started, mm. Eva, smart, smart girl, mm-hmm. 100% smart. I'm in awe of her smartness. She just said, let's buy a bidet. Yeah, right. We bought a bidet. Yeah. We use a toilet roll every three months. Wow. Crazy. Why didn't more people do this? Why didn't more people just buy every day? Yeah. It is it is so great. I'm gonna be a little bit crude here, but they the people that I bought it is from a company called Tushy. And they have a T-shirt that they give you with the bidet. It says, "Ask me about my butthole." Oh. And the uh, and the answer is, it's really clean. Anyway, <laughs> let's move away from that. Hilarious. So that's been a bit of our. If we can look at our situation too, I think as we can talk about supply chain because there's food out there. There's yeah. lots of food out there, but it's trapped in different areas. So it's right. getting it out. Um, and a lot of things are going to have to be as yeah, like stores are going to get cleared out, and you just have to think about. I mean, don't get worried and think about what you're going to use within the next little while because a lot of food you're buying and a lot of the panic stuff is the stuff that doesn't preserve for that long either, right? So it's something Mm -hmm. that has to be changed over every... So what I would really like to know, and you seem like the sort of bloke that will know this, is in the good times, which is for us, very, very blessed to be 99.99% of the time, should you have a hoarding plan and how... (laughs) Hoarding plan. That's the wrong way. Yeah. Don't hoard. There's the plan. Storage plan. You should. I think that is a, a definite thing. I think storing is is it's just a, a it's going to save you money. It's going to mm-hmm. make sure that you have less of a panic. Uh, I mean, a lot of us live by, and it's easy nowadays to have the daily commute to the grocery store to pick up a few supplies. But I always like to be, and I remember when we were living together, yeah. Will, and yeah. in the beginning of the pandemic, we started doing the old uh, runs to the grocery store together and picking up a couple bulk items that would be, right. that would hold. And then we give and a half of Cheetos, as I remember. <laughs> <laughs> we ate a lot of, a lot of Cheetos. But yeah, and, and, and I think too that, uh, you know, if I can interject, I think that, uh, you know, you don't need to become um, whatever Sally homesteader or whatever you 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 don't have to now say well now i need to preserve everything so that i can you know be prepared for the future but we are always prepared in my house as i said Mm -hmm. and um but the things that we have like i have i think i probably have 20 meals that are already prepared ready to go in the freezer but that's just because of our lifestyle i'm not here at dinner time quite often and i need the kids to be fed but aside from that i have the means and the what you know the means and and supplies to make i don't know 40 other lunches and dinners and i it's just a rough estimate it's not it's not exact whatever but i so for me to get to that point to build that up i was just adding a little bit more every time i went grocery shopping over the course of about i don't know two three months and that's the and now I maintain that level. I don't do extra shopping anymore at all. I'm just maintaining right. that level. I'm, you know. Well, and that's the thing too is just to keep your product fresher. So having yeah. what you need that you're going to turn over. Like there's a lot of products that we. I'm I'm going to go into this a little bit later. I think. Oh, okay. Just like uh, products that you don't want to have because mm-hmm. they only last for six months. Mm-hmm. So why that shouldn't be part of your storage supply things? Where there's other things that you can have that can sit on the shelf for endless years and years. Like let's yeah. throw a can of honey up there, right? Like. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but I, I have to laugh too, is because uh, you're you're definitely more stocked up than a lot of people. Because when that last picture that we had of the three of us with Blaine and speaking someone of went, Instagram, where was that picture <laughs> taken? <laughs> what was the restaurant that came from? And I started laughing. I mean, that was Darren's pantry, <laughs> <laughs> my house. Yeah, yeah, but and and 
yeah. I mean, there are as you were just talking about, there are certain things that you don't want to hold on to for a long time, and you know, freezer items. They don't last. My kids apparently think that that is a time machine because the second you put something in it, it's good until you want it again, and it's not. You got to cycle through your freezer items. Oh yeah, know? I know. I've got an endless supply of egg whites in my freezer. <laughs> so is that still from when I lived there? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Sorry about that. Have you still got them? Yeah. I've been slowly. All right. <laughs> I'm going to start to pick them up. No, I actually I've, need to I've, I've gotten rid of lots of them. Okay. They are over a year old for uh, sure. So. so, yeah, I think that as we're talking about preparation and being prepared, um, I think that there's the big difference. I think the reason that it becomes an issue and I think the reason that we all get the anger comes into it or, you know, rage fueled is um, that a lot of people can see that you're taking away from the ability. Like when you go out and do this panic shopping. You're taking away from people's ability to uh, buy for themselves the, the general necessities. There's a lot of people that aren't in your position. They don't either don't have the means to get to the store. They don't have the means to buy things in advance. They, they need that regularity. They're maybe of, you know, limited means, whether that's uh, accessibility, whether that's fiduciary, whether that's what have you. And then anybody that goes in and starts purposely disrupting that you're you're really impeding those people's ability to get things and we're talking about the people that are uh, essentially in um uh disadvantageous groups i would say and sometimes quite often the elderly on a are on a fixed budget think and they and they can't buy things in advance think about food banks too yeah yeah exactly right yeah let's, like let's talk about how it affects food banks because yeah of course with panic buying as usual um that everything flows downhill so the right. people at the bottom are always they're the you know that's the person who can't get in their car uh, because they haven't got a car so they yeah. can't buy tons of stuff and when yeah. they do end up getting to the supermarket it's all gone. Right. And so food, food banks are the people at the very, very bottom. Right. They're relying on grocery stores to give them discounts on products that they're barely, you know, that they can't barely move or they're relying on charity. They're relying on a lot of things that, yeah, they, they're the last to, to in the long line of people to get served. And as soon as you start panic buying, they're no longer able to get those things. Mm hmm. Well, and you have to look at, yeah, like, yeah, they're going to get, they're, it's going to affect, and the food chain is too, like, you've got to think about all the steps of how food gets to you, yeah, and so that's just farther down the, the line, and, and as you knock things off, uh, I'm always amazed to think about how much food I have on hand in yeah. the restaurant at any one time, like, yeah, I have, you know, like, yeah, I bring in orders every second day or every day, basically, from different distributors, but which has been affected. It's, mm -hmm. it's been kind of tough. But yet on those, I don't think I've run out of anything other than I would normally run out <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> due, right. to, due to bad ordering so far. So right. <coughs> I've been very lucky, and we've had to change up a few products and stuff like that. But it, little, it little adjustments. Little adjustments. Yeah, and, and I don't want to make it sound, too, that uh, like I maintain 45 days of food in my house like regimented. It was at the beginning of the pandemic when there was the talk of that, and people were panicking. Mm-hmm. I sat down and I said, well, assessing everything that I have on hand between preserves, between things I've dried, between things I have in stock. And I, I sat down and I literally made uh, a list of what I think it was a grocery list. And it came to like 100 bucks of the things I needed to make 45 days worth of meals out of everything that was on hand and what I needed to supplement that with. And ever since then, which was almost two years ago now, I've just maintained that. Like, I'm, I'm not, yeah, I'm not saying that... Uh, 
well, whatever. Well, maybe we should take a quick break. Sure. And then we can actually talk about some things to have in the pantry. All right. Well, welcome back. Uh, so I just wanted to spit out some little tips here for everyone about storing food. Just uh, just to keep you give you something to work on. It kind of goes along with our whole thing and not panicking and, and gives you a little bit more life out of the food you have. Um, so one thing I always like to do is make sure all your dairy products store them in the back of your fridge. It's colder. You can have a little bit more life. Definitely the cooler you keep them, the longer they're going to last. Uh, I always like putting meats on the bottom shelf. Best place, because if anything drips, it's not going to contaminate anything. So that's a food safe aspect of that. Uh, I always like treating my herbs like flowers, wrapping them with water, keeping them sealed. I find a Ziploc bag is an excellent way uh, to keep, uh, keep things lasting a little bit longer. I also like wrapping lettuce screens. If you wrap them with a uh, paper towel, they definitely last a little bit longer. Uh, <coughs> and I always say, don't wash your products till you're going to use them. Because water is a killer on food. I know I've brought it up lots of times on this. And always remember to make sure everything is sealed in the fridge. And date it. I always love dating things because you're always surprised. And there's nothing worse than opening that <laughs> one tin and going. It's very much a kitchen <laughs> thing, isn't it? I, I find myself dating and just doing like 11, 9. And yeah. Yeah, he was like, well, what's that? What's that? Are you writing on stuff? I was like, no, don't worry about it. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but it's good. It's great because then you, uh, if you do come across something and you're like, I'm a little iffy on this, but then you look at the date and you're like, yeah, you know what? I know that this is a probably past this to you. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so what we're, uh, let's get back into what we were talking well, about. Thanks for those tips though. <clears throat> yeah. Well, let's start talking about things to put in that pantry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I wanted to bring up a couple facts because this was the ones that got me. Is so I think when you're, doing emergency prepping and stuff like that they say that you want to think about having about 200 sorry 200 2000 calories per day right per person in the household okay which i imagine most of us consume more yeah because we're north americans <laughs> that's true our little thing um the other fact that i brought up here that was really interesting to me uh is that they say that you should keep for a family of four for two weeks about 56 gallons of water. Good wh Lord. Which I was wow. looking at. That's 212 liters yeah. of water. But if you think about that, that's uh, that's what you need to for all your day-to-day. -day if we lost water. Lost your water to have those things. I used to, back when I had the food truck, I used to uh, buy the water mass. Those, I don't even know what they're called. The massive water things for your um, like water coolers. I did that because I was making iced tea and I wanted, I needed a potable force to, or supply of iced tea water. And um, yeah, those were really difficult to lug around. And you're saying that I should probably have four or five of them on hand. Sounds like <laughs> that's what they recommend, right? Wow. Well, um, okay. Well, again, I'm not going to panic. But over the next little while, <laughs> okay. I'm going to slowly We're going to see him few. down the store in a minute. <laughs> no, no. I, I'll slowly acquire one maybe once every couple of weeks. Until well, and, uh, and the other thing you have to think about yeah. where we are right now and, and our emergency right now is flooding. Right. So if you're really desperate, you can stick a bucket out on the back. <laughs> what? You know, and just collect yeah. oh, rainwater. Oh, collecting rainwater. Okay. Where were, sure. you, where were you thinking there? I don't know. <laughs> I thought I was imagining some sort of dirty puddle and you were like suggesting that. No. Well, uh, yeah. If you want to collect rainwater, for sure. There's there's another. The other one is investing in um, 
uh, a filtration device. Like yeah. they have those life straws or 20 bucks or whatever. Right. And they do a ton of water. They, they do 100 gallons or something ridiculous yeah. with one straw. And so that could be a thing. And just boiling water. Yeah. And well, like I mean, locally speaking, too, again, it just, this isn't a problem other people face. But we do have boil water advisories happen almost every year. We yeah. are pros around here dealing with our water, water. Our our water source has uh, is close to some um, loose dirt and gravel in a road, and every once in a while we get a washout, and it's contaminated our water source. So we have to do boil water, and uh, yeah, you'd think we'd have learned by now. Well, I I, <laughs> I believe they've actually we haven't had it for a while, and, and I think it's because they have moved the. Move the water line far deeper into the lake. Oh, that's so good. that is that yeah. has been a bonus for us for yeah. that. But yeah. definitely a tough one in the restaurant business when yeah. every table gets a glass of water and you're all of a sudden like, oh, uh, yeah, like we can't <laughs> boil. Yeah, you think a hundred people glass yeah. two cups of water each? That's yeah. a ton of water. So yeah, literally, I think that's probably about a ton of water. Yeah. Anyways, uh, so here we go, Darren. Mm -hmm. What are some things that we should have as storage? And I always like I, I found this great list that was like sure of emergency pantry items that you should be looking at. And that's like meats and beans. Yeah. Because there's your proteins. Right. Vegetables. Yeah. Uh, milk and dairy. Mm -hmm. uh, grains. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, water, which we just went over. Right. But those are all great things to have in in, in your. Yeah. In your well, pantry. I mean, I think we talked about uh, frozen veggies uh, like an episode maybe 50 or 40 episodes ago, 30 episodes ago. Yeah. We talked about frozen veggies and how I'd never really actually bought them. And then now that I have, I actually find them quite useful. So there's a great way if you have a couple of those in your freezer, uh, as far as, you know, ta talking about preparing and storing. Um, yeah, if you have the, those veggies or veggie blends or whatever it might be, but if you have a, that bit of vegetable in the freezer that's that's meant to be there, not like... I always like to keep a bag of frozen peas. Yeah, I mean, who doesn't? I always have a bag of frozen corn, too. Yeah, bag yep. of frozen beans, peas. I mean, not only because you, you get hit in the face, you got a <laughs> nice little cool cooling thing, but also the fact that, you know, like, what, you just throw them in a pasta or yeah. rinse them in some fresh water really quick and you toss them in a salad. I'm like that right now. I bought a, I bought probably, I don't know, a couple of months ago, I bought a, a squash, a chopped butternut squash frozen. And at first I was like, I passed it a million times and thought that's ridiculous because we're going into squash season. But then I'm like, do you know how often I love making a curried squash soup? And I can't do that during, you know, other months so often. Or if I want to spruce up a curry or if I want to spruce, whatever. I mean, the, re the reasons are endless why I'd want it in there. But yeah, okay. So I agree with you on those. Uh, what about meats? What are, you, what are you thinking there? Well, I mean, you've got a bunch of options with meats, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's definitely getting a hold of some meats and freezing off. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, you know, here's a great cost saving one. Sure. Is uh, buying a half a cow from yeah. a local vendor, right? Yeah. Like there's a great opportunity. You get a bunch of different cuts. Yeah. You get a bunch of different, it challenges you to do something different with it too, right? Like, yeah. And I think that's part of being in the, in a, in a situation is being able to modify and play with your food and yeah bring that slow cooker out and, and try braising something you know? yeah exactly because if you are buying a half you are going to get some of those tougher cuts but yeah if you're if you're looking forward in future planning you can make plans around those tougher cuts with mm -hmm. your slow cooker exactly uh, yeah, and then I agree too with the beans. We've become very bean reliant release recently in my family, just because uh, you know, was before it was like, oh, I gotta hide them, and now we make beans, you know, definitely a part of the meal. We're we're getting our protein. We're getting 
uh, all of our nutrients that we need and well and putting some focus on it beans are great in two aspects so the one is that if you can get dried beans so they don't yeah. take up a lot of room and you know yeah they're great to rehydrate them uh Crazy. That's part of your 200 liters of water. Yeah, right. <laughs> I can't believe it. it. So when I rehydrate a thing of chickpeas, yeah, I know this little bag that weighs like a pound. Literally, I think it's a pound. And you, yeah, you have to add a lot of water. But like my yield out of that, I, I'm not that not that everybody's making the same thing I am. But I get like 90 falafel patties out of that, out of that little two dollar bag of of chickpeas. It's a great thing to have on hand. In your storage, in your pantry. Exactly. So many uses for it. And yeah. And it lasts forever. Or yeah, exactly. May- maybe not ever. Yeah, like I wouldn't yeah. recommend it, but yeah, at yeah. least having it around for a while. Uh, the other is canned goods. Yeah, right. Canned goods. I was laughing today because I wrote this down. I, had mm-hmm. to, I have to read it out. I don't know sure. why I wrote it. But it was like the can opener or the can. Oh, yeah. So canned food was first came out in... 1810 was oh when yeah. they first started. I know where you're it. going with this. And then the first can opener wasn't until like 1885. Is or that something. right? Wow. Yeah. yeah. We went so oh, eight, long. 1858. Without so it was like a can opener. 40 that years. Is, that's <laughs> funny. <laughs> right. Yeah. That, and that's why you see in those old, old, old cartoons where you see like they just use like a pocket knife or whatever. Yeah. yeah because yeah. that's actually how you used to open a can. That was all you had. Yeah. Anyways, I laugh about that. So. I would recommend in your pantry having a can <laughs> opener. <laughs> yeah, so if you're going to stock up your pantry with canned goods, make sure you have a good can opener for sure. Um, and then I would add there for alternatives for um, proteins too. I quite often, like we eat a lot of nuts or nut-based things. And for those, I make sure that they go in the freezer. Like any backups of nuts, I make sure they're in the freezer. Yeah, for yeah. sure. That's a, that's a great idea. Um, and I was also thinking there's other ways. There's other things you can keep too, like um, – stocks mm. and that was in the mm-hmm. uh what is it tetra pack yeah is a, is a great preserving or an, and it's a great great like filler for you yeah like throw that with a like a bag of rice some pasta some fresh stock you can thicken it up like having yeah. all those things are available yeah i mean you can make a quick soup out of them too and yeah they last generally between a year or two year and a half so mm-hmm. yeah i always have at least i think i've got six on hand right now so and yeah. if you're really prepping and you really want to be up on it, <coughs> it's nice to have all these raw products. But then you can also go for freeze-dried products as well, mm. which are a little bit more expensive. Yeah. Uh, but you can buy a, a case, like a 16-liter a crate online for 42 hours. or. Oh, really? 42 hours. It's like two or 300 bucks. So if you think about it, it's like 10 or $12 a meal. And wow. there, there you have this jug that you can just pop out and pour a little water in, and you've got an instant meal. And usually they keep up there, wow, with your daily daily requirement of food there. So, wow, that's amazing. That's an interesting way. And then the other one we were talking about, if you're really hardcore, mm-hmm. uh, what are they called? The military uh, rations. Oh yeah, right. We were just talking about this. Uh, that's right. We were talking about MREs, meals ready to eat. Yeah. The, the military rations. We live, our town is uh, very close to a um, Canadian forces base. And so we've always had that military element in our town. And yeah, as soon as you said that, I thought that'd be great. We should look into oh, that. Oh yeah, yeah. That was, I were as a kid. Yeah. I was a CKI. So yeah. I ate many of those. They'd send us on overnight hikes and, and wow. sailing adventures. And yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to dig into MREs. I want to look into those more. Yeah, and there was some terrible, but I feel like the food's <laughs> getting a lot better nowadays. 
yeah. Okay. So these are great. These are some great tips on how to avoid. And I mean, I don't know. I, I know you don't have any stats in front of you, but off the cuff, what do you feel is the best? Like, what do you think is, am I, am I over the top by having 45 days worth of food? You know hand? what? I think, I think a good, I think you definitely want to have at least 72 hours. Yeah. Like yeah, that. Should everybody be. should. But I'm pretty sure that's, that's a case of beans and, yeah. and a bag of rice, right? Like uh, right. if it's that dire, I think yeah. you should be okay. And I a jug of water, right? Yeah. Like and I will say to this, to, to this end too, that a lot of people, it's about money that they feel that they can't do you know they can't build up a storage or what have you and um I, which i t completely empathize with i 100 percent empathize with uh i was just talking to somebody just the other day and they know that i'm somebody that spends a lot of time in the kitchen and i said you know i can't get through the week without a food plan now i need a food plan i need to sit down and plan my food just because i have a catering business i have kids that i need to feed i have all these other things and more uh, that require food. And with I, I was going to the grocery store usually twice a day for the last five, six years. Mm -hmm. No joke. That's not a hyperbole. At least two grocery stores a day for the last five or six years. And now I go to the grocery store once a week. And that's by now that I've really implemented this food plan. But it also affords me to not double up where I don't need to or accidentally purchase this because I'm taking that time um, to plan out all my meals to plan out everything that's going to happen and then uh it also i have very little waste left over because i'm sitting down and managing it before it even happens so i'm like oh there's going to be some leftover of that chicken oh you know what i'm going to make a little curry dish with that chicken mm -hmm. or there's going to be a little leftover of this i know th what the leftover is going to be so i already know how to repurpose it the next day and that's where that extra budget came from for me to start building up my pantry well and i think that's one thing i'm i wanted to break up because i yeah. I, I saw this great video of things that you shouldn't stockpile on. Yeah. And it's basically because a lot of these things go rancid pretty quick. Right. Nuts. And right. That's why I was saying <laughs> you got to put them in the freezer because if you just have them lying around, it's exactly. going to go bad. Exactly. Perfect. Uh, the other one. And you know what? Like you can still eat these things, but it's just something to think about. Uh, crackers mm -hmm. are something that definitely go go off after a little bit. Like there's oils in them and those oils yeah. uh, go rancid after a while. Granola bars. Yep. Uh, peanut butter. Right. You're mentioning a whole bunch of things that I think, honestly, the the layperson they might think, no, what we're covered, we got some stock of backups. Like you're talking about all Agreed. the things that actually would they yeah. would immediately, yeah, yeah. You yeah. don't want to rely on those things for very long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would have just thought, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's sealed, it's foil yeah. sealed, no problemo, yeah. and and that's yeah. interesting. That starts going. Yeah, I have like oatmeal here. Mm. That's that's one that can go off. Uh, baking mixes, mm -hmm. so like you know, biscuit mix or something like that, pancake right. mix. They're great to have, yeah. and they last for a year. Yeah. So to have them but on yeah, hand. Yeah, quite often those will have like egg in them and such that's been dehydrated. Exactly. And that's going to go bad over yeah. time. So if you want to, so have that stuff, but yeah, don't don't plan for 15 years of, yeah. <laughs> of <laughs> things. Save some money. Yeah. Uh, chocolate only lasts for a year. Well, you know what that means. Yeah. Go and eat all your chocolate now. Mm. Because it's at risk yeah. of making you sick later. This is, this is Darren's. <laughs> and if not, <laughs> it is his birthday, so drop it off. Yeah. Here. yeah. <laughs> uh, and the last one was flour. Yeah. Because flour should be, you should be turned over. So, yeah. You know, so, so, yeah. If you ever see the big, big bag and you're like, oh, what a value. It's the same as this little bag. And you're like, why would somebody opt for the little bag instead of the big bag? Ask yourself how much flour you use. Mm -hmm. Because if you're buying the big bag, and you don't use it in the what six months, five mm -hmm. months. 
if you don't, uh, it's going to go bad and you're probably going to attract pests. Yeah, exactly. You know, and I realize I don't use a lot of flour. Yeah. I, I buy, I buy stuff that's already pre, yeah, yeah. pre-made like mm-hmm. a bag of, bag of bread, you mm-hmm. know, like, uh, I, I usually don't make my own bread mm-hmm. and I got quite into bread making a little while ago, but yeah, I always like it, but yeah, it's yeah. fine. All so right. Those are great. Those are yeah. great. Thanks. Okay. So there yeah. we go. Yeah, ultimately. <laughs> I'm kind of hungry, actually. Yeah, I, mean, I, <laughs> I don't know I was like, oh, I want to go hit make some biscuits. And <laughs> yeah. Fantastic. But yeah, I mean, I guess if you were to summarize everything, uh, panic shopping, while understandable, um, the here's some great ways to avoid it. And, uh, you know, think of your fellow man. Think what of think of the people around you. Think of the, the, from the people in your community. War, what was that? Keep calm. Yeah. Just keep calm and carry on. Yeah. Keep yeah. calm, carry yeah. on. Sure. I think yeah. that's part of it. I think we can think about that. I think there is, I mean, definitely for us in this area, we are lucky because we have, we live in a food, food community. Yeah. I, I'm just thinking back to even though our episode with Blaine the other day, there being up in Haida Gwaii and, and yeah. the food up there. And I know he got trapped in Rupert trying to get back there the other. Yeah. Yeah. For, yeah. for a couple extra days. So, you know, like supply yeah. chains can, can get yeah. hindered. Yeah. Right. And, but there's usually the best way to combat it is by being prepared being prepared a little bit and yeah. uh yeah start your own garden that always helps too absolutely Doing i think that's a future episode i know we've talked about gardening before but i think we're due for another one soon mm-hmm. especially i think when spring rolls around we should talk yeah about well and that starts now doesn't it yeah. really yeah. yeah the preparation so i will say um we will definitely have forgotten a few things or we just haven't covered a few things it's a huge subject We'd love to know what you have to think. And you can write mm. to us on Facebook, Instagram. Get in contact. You can email us as well. What is our email address? We are the ediblevalley at gmail.com. Job done. And we will, uh, we're going to put those, any facts that you send us, we'll chuck them in on the beginning of the next episode as well. So there you go. You, you can help. Thank you so much to listening for listening to us today. It's been really good having you along. My name is William. I am the producer. And I'm Chef Jonathan Fraser. And I am once again, Darren Howlett, birthday boy. Thank God he doesn't have his birthday suit on. (laughs) (laughs) And that wraps up another episode of the Edible Valley podcast. Thanks for tuning in. And a special thanks goes to the local businesses that help support our podcast. They make it possible for us to showcase your local food community. We'd love you to follow us on your preferred social media at Edible Valley, where you can check out our blog, find recipes and tips, behind the scenes, and of course, keep a lookout for where we are going to turn up next in your Edible Valley. (laughs) (laughs) so if you're if you are talking yeah (laughs) yeah if you are talking you don't need to engage with me but you do need to be aware at some point let me uh move things on and this has been Okay, ready again?